Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. We're here to talk week six waiver wire this this episode. We also a little bit about the Monday night game that just wrapped up, which is... uh. 49ers beating up on the Browns 31 to 3. So I guess we'll talk about that before the waiver wire. Um the Browns aren't any good, are they? Or the, are the 49ers that good? I don't know. It's kind of a mixture of both. Where the Niners are a lot better than we thought and the Browns are just kind of still the Browns, you know. <laughs> They're not really taking that step up. Yeah, I I tell you the truth, I can't tell what it is either. Um I mean, for me it all comes down to Baker Mayfield. He just hasn't lived up to the hype. We know that he's capable of it. He was wonderful in the second half of last year. But it looks like he's just trying to do too much. And I, I truly think if they stick with being Nick Chubb as the primary guy, run first, then lead into the pass, they'll do fine. But they get down early, and then then they try to force it, and Baker turned the ball over three times, and it all came on undone. Um, San Francisco is looking pretty good. I don't want to jump the gun saying that they've – completed the rebuild and they're a contender um i know they're you know what four no now uh but they look awful good i think they're just solid in every aspect of the game right now they don't they didn't try to overextend themselves um and their running game looks excellent oh, i mean it does. you know no matter who it is yeah i mean so yeah i don't i don't i don't know i think it is a little bit of both but um yeah i don't know what's going on with mayfield well, yeah, the say the Browns. I don't either. He just he never looks comfortable. Um, it's like as soon as he gets pressure, he can't seem to make anything happen. I feel like like it's never on on target throw. He never seems to get the guy. I mean, eight for twenty two, hundred yards, two picks. I mean, one pick wasn't his fault. Should have probably been a touchdown to um. Yeah, Callaway, that's true. But that's true. But his numbers would look a little better there. Then he's what nine for twenty two with a touchdown. Yay, um, the touchdown pick still not good, but. Man, I, I just don't know. They they tried to get the ball to Odell in different ways. They had him throw the first pass of the game. They put him in the backfield a couple times, had him run it. Only still only two catches. I mean, they can try those other things, but you gotta get him the ball in the in you know, in the air. But then again, when you only have what well, they had nine completions, one of them was Odell. So when Baker throws eight completions, I mean, what there's really nothing to go around anyway. And I guess the only bright spot is still even in a bad game. Nick Chubb looked good and he got himself 99 total yards. Yeah, he, he's been impressive. There's no doubt about it. And you would hope that they would want to get him more. But like I said, they got down early. Still 16 carries even after that. So, um, yeah, he, he didn't disappoint. I, I still very much am a big, big fan of Nick Chubb. Uh, what, what are you feeling about everyone else, though? Because, you know, I don't know if Mayfield will ever get on track this year to be like a comfortable starter, you know, week in, week out for fantasy. But Beckham, I feel like you still have to start him, obviously. Do you, I mean, he'll probably be up and down, but what do you see for him in the future? It's, it reminds me of Mike Evans. And of course I have to own both of these guys. Um, <laughs> it's just, they're going to have big weeks, but they're going to have a lot of this because they both have inc- inconsistent quarterbacks and it's, uh, you have to play him, but it's not going to, I don't know. It's going to be up and I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at a Cleveland schedule coming up. So they get to play Seattle next week. That's, that's not going to be pretty. Then they have the bye. Then they play at new England. 
it's just not going to be good for a couple weeks. Even then at Denver, the way Denver played the other day, they got a fun, they got their win. They looked a lot better against the Chargers. Then they played Buffalo. That's not easy. And it's, yeah, they, they it's, play a lot of good defenses. I mean, honestly, are you, I mean, obviously you're not going to take a, a crappy offer for him. No. But he's still, he's still a giant name. I mean, people still love him. I'm, there's no doubt that you can find a trade partner if you, if you look for him. Are you actually thinking about it or, or are you just, Staying pat because of his huge ceiling. I think I'd probably try to trade him. If you can get something good. The problem is I don't have a lot of guys that I feel like you get for him right now that I'd want. Um, at least not in the wide receivers. Like So if you need the receiver, it's, there's a lot of up and down guys at receiver anyway. There's not a lot of sure things every single week that's just putting up huge numbers. When you got like DeAndre Hopkins isn't doing it every week. Julio's not doing it every week. No one really is at wide receiver at least. If you get a really good top end running back. Or, you know, top 10 running back, I'd probably do it. I mean, I'd trade him straight up for Aaron Jones right now. That's yeah. for sure. But I, mean, I'm tr- I always try to Wayne's think listening, of... listening, I'll, I'll do that deal. Yeah. Well, what about <laughs> what about someone a little lower than that? What about that's, a... Uh... See, that's probably kind of where I'm at. I'm looking at the... Obviously, you're not going to get the top tier guys. You're not getting the McCaffreys, Kamara, Zeke's. You're not getting David Johnson, probably even. You're not getting Delvin Cook. You're not getting Nick Chubb, even at this point. You know, you're not getting those guys. Yeah. What do you think um, about like Saquon, uh, like a Connor or Le'Veon Bell? I know you're not. A I Connor don't like fan, Connor but, at all. Yeah, but what about Le'Veon Bell I, in in that in that area? I I don't like that offense either. But at least Bell's the focal point of it, and he's going to get you know on a bad day. It's going to be more like six, seven, eight points in standard on a bad day. I think there's going to be better days to come for the Jets with Darnold coming back. I just feel like there's going to be, but they, they, um, they have a nice little stretch there. Uh, the Jets do weeks nine, 10, 11, even 12, 13, 14, they go. So next coming up, they got Dallas, new England, Jacksonville. That could be a little rougher, but then they go Miami giants, Redskins, Raiders, Bengals, dolphins. That's a nice stretch. So I'd take bell. Yeah. What about um, as the very intentional segue? What about Matt Breda? <laughs> no, but <laughs> I wouldn't do that just because honestly, I think Tevin Coleman looked better. I mean, both of them looked phenomenal. And well, I mean, Breda, he that guy's fast, and he gets that eighty-three yarder. After that, he had he only had ten carries for about thirty-one yards. After that, but Coleman sixteen for ninety-seven, and he just he looked good. He he really did. He looked better than I remember him looking with Atlanta, but I don't think I'd go. For, this is a tough one because I think they're going to use them like this, and they're both going to be out there. They're both going to get a lot of carries, but it might not be the same guy every week being the top guy. It could switch on and off, but if one of these guys was the true lead back, I'd take him in a heartbeat probably for Odell because they're going to be this running team. This running game's great, and it's not going to slow down. It's just they're going to use Brady, they're going to use Coleman, and Mostert's going to be in there at times. He had seven carries yet today. For 34, 4.9 yards a carry. He was still solid. Yeah, it was healthy. Um, yeah, they didn't have Jeff Wilson to get the goal line work today. They uh, He was a scratch, and he's probably going to be now with uh, Coleman back. But um, I, don't, I wouldn't do that deal, but I, mean, it's, I guess it's tempting. It's crazy to see, say, but and Odell's just, what's he had, one good game? And basically he had one good game because he had, like, what, one long touchdown. That one big play, yeah. I mean, really, is that what his season has become so far? It's one it's so one far, t- it's one long touchdown. I, mean, I mean, it truly is. Wow, wow! If you really look at the numbers here, it's it's actually even worse than I remember. 
7 for 71, which you'll live with, but 6 for 161. At the time, we see that touchdown, big play. Okay, Odell's back. Then again, now it's against the Jets. You know? And then he goes 6 for 56, 2 for 20, 2 for 27. Yeah. Um, trade him if you can. Tell yeah, that. That's a difficult one, but I'm I'm on the bandwagon. If you, if you can improve your team by subtraction of OBJ, but um, yeah. you know, if you can't, you're throwing them out every week, and there there will be a time where he kind of wins you a week. It, uh, it's so difficult. All right, maybe we talk a little waivers here. Which <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think we're done. That's about it, right? That's about yeah. all the waivers yeah. we got. Okay. Not a very uplifting show. Today. I know we've said this a few <laughs> times. It's like, yeah, there's nothing there yet. Okay, this I think I've said this like three or four times before. This truly is the the worst week for waivers I've ever seen. This what this one actually is. <laughs> it will change. It's early. You know, there's going to be injuries. Some of these running back handcuffs will become big things on the waiver wire at some point. It's just not there yet, and the ones we have out here are just it's ugly. So, I guess I'll just go through some of my guys here. And crazy thing is, the top of my list, I I honestly put Gerald Everett tight end from the Rams after that big game. And mainly I did that because of how scarce the tight end position is. And if that is a, it it might not be a thing, but if you need a tight end, I think you you go take that shot right now and you get him and you hope that it's, it's for real. Cause even the week before wasn't great, but he was five for 44 and a touchdown. Then seven for one thirty-six. I think you go get Gerald Everett if you need a tight end, because it's still a good offense and, he maybe will be involved, maybe not. I can't say for sure, but it's worth a shot, you know. I don't know. <laughs> it's ugly, though. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's very, very ugly. But I, I think if you're taking a, a shot on someone, the past two games has given me enough of a trend to think that he, he's worthwhile. Um, he's getting a lot of targets. So I, will that continue? Who knows? It's a tight end, though. It's, it's kind of a crapshoot no matter what. But I know that there's another, if we're staying on the tight end bandwagon, uh, there's one more that we can talk about, which I'm actually very interested in when Darnell comes back. And that is your boy, Chris Herndon. And Chris Herndon, he's interesting because we saw some flashes from him last year that looks like he could be a player. And it's this all coincides with hopefully Darnold coming back. The offense maybe will get a little better. And then, like I said earlier, the Jets schedule in like weeks 9 through 14 is great. So this could be somebody who's playing really well down the stretch for you. So again, if you're hurting at tight end, I would take that shot on Chris Hearn. And he, I believe he will, I mean, he's eligible to come back this week. So, I'm, you know, he should be. So this will be the first week. Hopefully Darnold's back as well, because then we'll get to see what the real Jets offense is. Because as of now, it's um just, you know, not very good. The only problem with Herndon is, yeah, he's coming back. He wasn't hurt, but he also hasn't practiced at all. So he hasn't practiced since preseason at this point. You're not able to practice on suspension. So we'll see if he needs to take a little bit of time to get back into it. But it's worth a shot on Herndon. But that's about it for, I mean, tight end-wise. There's just, you know, everything else is shot in the dark completely. Even these two are, but a little um, a little bit behind it at least. Now, let's say my, my second pick for this week is, this is why it shows how um, ugly it is, is John Hilleman, running back, New York Giants. And this one is completely just if you need a body to put at your running back spot who's going to get a few carries, you get him because there isn't a lot good here. Saquon, I okay, there, there's the talk that he could come back. I don't think this is the place to bring him back. 
playing against New England on a Thursday night, I think you'd much rather bring him back against Arizona in Week 7. That seems like the more likely thing. But, you know, it's Saquon. If he wants to play and he's ready, he probably will. And then uh, Wayne Gallman had the concussion. It's hard to come back on a short, you know, short week to play on Thursday. So Hillman might get the work. Problem is, yeah, it is against New England. Oh, uh, man, I mean, that's the I rough, get that's it. the rough spot. It, yeah. it's, it's it's New England. What do you? It's, it's completely. completely need a, I mean, you literally. I think you put it perfectly when you're like, if you just need a warm body, <laughs> right? Because that's all he is. I mean, it, I don't even know what I would expect out of the guy. He, if he got he me two points, I'd be like, good. Yeah, no, he hasn't. Yeah, he was ten for thirty-three in week four, and nine for twenty in week five. He isn't really any good. He's just a guy who's going to get a few carries. Most likely, unless it's going to be, I mean, and who knows? It could end up being Elijah Penny, who's the other guy there. He was typically kind of a fullback type, but um, if they need somebody to get some carries, maybe he's going to do it. It's ugly. It's an ugly week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll move on from that. I'll talk about quarterback. Gardner Minshew I put on here because he's been legitimately good for fantasy. He keeps putting up good numbers. I I just, it always feels like it's going to stop, though. But hasn't yet. So what has he done here these last few weeks? 25.2 this past week, 20.7 the week before, 22 the week before, 18.1 the week before, and 21.6 the opening game. He's consistently good eight, between 18 and 25 every week. Yeah, I, he has. He's been excellent. I mean, he's right now, I, uh, I don't know if this is taking into account being at the end of the week or not, but he 15th, you know, the 15th quarterback. He's kind of in that hunt and Honestly, he's found a very like a best friend in DJ Chark, who's starting to kind of come out as a uh, you know as a breakout candidate for a wide receiver. DD Westbrook actually showed a little bit of life, and um, and Fournette is actually you know he's looking kind of spry as well. So I like where the Jacksonville offense is going. Surprisingly, um, and Minshew is a big part of that. So I actually like it. Uh, I've doubted him kind of every step of the way. If I'm being completely honest, you just always expect at some point to hit a, that that buzzsaw. But um, he's found a way to make every week worthwhile, and that's more than I can say for a lot of other quarterbacks. So at this point, I'm I'm very okay with using him as a as a flyer, as a you know bi week fill in, or or even if your quarterback is is suffering at the moment. In the New Orleans matchup this week isn't probably the greatest, but. I'm, I mean, they're 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 good. I, I mean, it's not somebody you're just going to automatically sit. But if you need a quarterback, Minshew's eh, worth the yeah. Worth but the I mean, very true. And New Orleans is tough. They are, but at the same time, I mean, his he, he's played against decent defenses already, and usually he'll get you at least twenty points. So I mean, you know, he played at Houston, at Denver, and at Carolina already, and not to mention Tennessee at home. All of those can be relatively good defenses at times. So. Um, if he can su- succeed against those, I don't see why he he couldn't do it against uh, New Orleans, even if they are slightly better. Then the I'll say one more quarterback here. I'm going to put Jimmy Garoppolo here. He had a solid game. He doesn't have to do much when they run the ball like that, but he still had a solid game, two touchdowns, 18.9 points. But it's more about the matchup this week, playing against the Rams. And I didn't really think this was a thing after, what, Jameis, what he did to him. But then Russell Wilson, you know, just tore him up too. So maybe the Rams pass defense isn't any good. And so Garoppolo and the 49ers have looked pretty good. This could be a tough matchup for the Rams. Garoppolo might be able to do a couple things. So yeah, I'm um, need to play. 
Yeah, I was going to say he's a he's a safe one. If you're not, you know, if you're not willing to go like with a Minshew, I think Garoppolo will get in there and he'll get you a decent amount of points. I just don't think he has that that ceiling some of these other guys do because of all the other reasons we talked about. And then um, people will ask will ask about Bridgewater. I'm <laughs> he's too up and down for me. He's had two games on end up two games in single digits, two games above it. I you know he's too up and down. He's gonna have good weeks. He's gonna have bad weeks, and he's only gonna play a couple more weeks here, if that. And that's a, that's about it for quarterbacks. I mean, you could you could go add Kirk Cousins on your team if you want, but I don't recommend it. All right, who else we got? Wide receivers. Guess we'll talk about a couple wide receivers. Um, not not a great week again for wide receivers. I guess the top one is probably Auden Tate, Cincinnati wide receiver, with uh, John Ross out, um, AJ Green out. They somebody does have to catch the ball there, you would think, and Tate's been. I mean, Boyd's been good, but Tate's been decent, <laughs> I guess. He's had some targets, at least. The last three weeks, he's gotten 10 targets, 6 targets, and 6 targets. Again, it's another thing where if you need to just throw something in your lineup hoping to get a few points, you can throw Tate in there. But Yeah, it's all right. But, I mean, it is a, a rough matchup. <laughs> but yeah, at the yeah. same time, there's, there's no one else there. So, I mean, the other guys you can look to pick up, I mean, Deontay Johnson's still going to be on my list. He um, didn't do a lot this past week, only five for 27, but he still had eight targets. So the targets are there and that's, you know, all you're kind of hoping for and plays against the chargers, you know, could be okay. It's, (laughs) it's very ugly. This is the one I don't know what to do with Byron Pringle, Kansas city. Uh, Who's, who's to say what's for real and what's not with this Kansas city team. And, is, is it now going to be a Demarcus Robinson week or Miko Harmon week? Or if Sammy Watkins can play and, and Tyreek Hill plays and Pringle's just not even active. So, Yeah, I don't know. I, I Truly, I, I think you're guessing if you if you go with Pringle, does he have a better chance of catching a touchdown? You know, two weeks ago, I would have said, yeah, if anyone is hot there, throw him in. But, you know, it's been a little different. Um I don't. I don't have enough. I haven't seen enough to to give an accurate read on him. To be quite honest, it and all, I think that's just what it is. Yeah. All depends on Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins. If they're both out, this becomes a good play. If they're not, if even one of them plays, it probably isn't. It's probably not a thing then. <laughs> that's the week six waiver wire. That's what this is all about. It's just ugly, right? I don't have another good name here. Preston Williams, Miami, maybe. Well, I mean, and if you're doing that, I mean, yeah, him and Devontae Parker, stra- strangely enough, I mean, they're going against a, a good matchup. They're coming after uh, off of a bye. So obviously they'll be healthy, you would think. Maybe they get their stuff together. I mean, once again, I think you're guessing. Like, at which one should I play? I think that one's a little more of a Hail Mary. But they haven't been awful. I mean, tell you the truth, they're, I don't think that they're in line for a big game. But, you know, Devontae Parker that week two against New England, I he he has zeros across the board. I can't remember if he was hurt or what, to be honest. But um yeah, so seven point five, zero, five point six, and thirteen. Obviously he was fine. And it was kind of the same thing with Preston Williams where he was he hovers around, you know, anywhere from six to eight points per game. Once again, if you're if you're really really desperate, you can get these guys for absolutely nothing. Probably no one's going to go for them, and they'll probably get you, you know, six seven points, and you'll be okay with that. But yeah, who knows? Maybe Washington will revitalize Miami. 
Um, my only other pickup for the week is um, just in case there's an injury here. Dave, David Johnson, he had a back injury in this game. He played through it, but then Cliff Kingsbury said today that Johnson isn't guaranteed to be available for su- Sunday's game. So if that's the case, Chase Edmonds becomes an ad and probably a play at that point. Um, that's the one that could be a, a good one for the week. But then it's probably only going to be a one-week thing, if anything. I have a hard time believing if Johnson made it through the game, he won't be ready Sunday. But, I mean, sometimes that happens where they're able to make it through one game and then it tightens up after and they just don't – they can't get right. But if that's the case, Chase Edmonds probably is a pretty solid pickup and a decent play. But um, that's, again, only if uh, David Johnson's out, which I would lean towards the side of him not being out. But, hey, it's – um. It's something in this, um, it's a lone possible bright spot in this week of the waiver wire. Yeah. And who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not even going to speculate about that one, but yeah, Chase Edmonds would be a, a good, a good value add. And at that, after that, I guess if you want to make a move, pick up handcuffs, I guess. <laughs> pick up yeah, Malcolm I mean, Brown, Tony Pollard, uh, yeah, Alexander Madison, say. those kind of guys. Yeah, uh, I'm on board with that actually, because <laughs> everyone else was is it's it's really really rough out there. If you had to pick up one handcuff, if you were going to pick up the most valuable one, which one would you go for? Hmm. Man, I the thing is, I think they're all similar here. Between, okay, you know, I actually don't like Malcolm Brown maybe quite as much actually as um Pollard and Madison for some reason. I just the Rams offense isn't quite where I, I haven't seen enough yet. But Pollard, I think Pollard and Madison, if either one of Zeke or Cook goes down, I think either one of those guys could step in and be really, really good. I mean, to me, they're, they're almost equal to me. Pollard and Madison are. I have a hard time pick. I think you just kind of pick who you might like a little better and maybe maybe Dallas. Maybe I like. I don't even know. If, no, the offense hasn't been. It's toss a coin. Toss a coin and pick, pick who you like better. But I think they're similar. They're similar. It'd be a similar situation, but I both think they'd be good if they got the opportunity. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of one of those that as long as they're out there and if an injury did occur, which we're not hoping for, but that is where you would throw all your draft cash. If, those if are that's the, guys, the way you do yeah. it, or your number one waiver. Without for a doubt, sure. I mean, they would be the difference maker. And, uh, you know, who knows? Zeke hasn't really been very injury prone. Um you know, Cook has, so I'd probably lean Madison. <laughs> but, you know, once again, I, that's just the uh, – the you know lottery ticket kind of thing. We're hoping that Cook and Zeke stay healthy, obviously. But you know you got to play these these yeah these, <laughs> these plays if you if you want to stay in it. Yeah, at some point there will be somebody like that that becomes the top waiver wire ad, right? I guess even the one the other one under forty percent would be Jalen Samuels. I think if he actually got all the work in Pittsburgh, he'd be he'd be you know decent. He'd be he'd be pretty decent. I'm not. Anything. Not as good as those other guys, though. Yeah, so, no. But, all right, I think that's it for week six waiver where we did as much as we could with it. <laughs> um, it'll get better, maybe. We said that before, and it didn't, obviously, this week. So it might get better, maybe not. There'll be some pickup at some point, but that'll be it for today. We'll be back tomorrow. If you guys want to get some, um, you know, some start, sit questions, player versus player, already um, send them over to us you know you can email us fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com go on instagram at fantasyfootballprofit send us a message and just say who you want us to say who we want to start between a couple guys that's how we're gonna start our rankings on tomorrow night's show talk to you guys then